What are you doing? What are you no, doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Poynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I didn't even get a chance to say ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Good morning. What's going on? Mm-hmm. We are broadcasting from the KMA Studios live from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Palm Beach Gardens, down here getting a tan. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about the I tan. I saw you looking at it. I wasn't going to say anything about the tan. <laughs> Lady M got a spray tan yesterday. She's like three quarters done. Orange. <laughs> a little blotchy. <laughs> I have a fine line on my wrist that just goes from orange the to white. The other side of your arm didn't even get any Which color. Which is so weird because I, like I wasn't going to bring it up. You do Egyptian. <laughs> you like like you move and you pose in the thing like five times. Like how could she miss that whole side? You like you're by yourself in a machine. And like, oh. so it'll say, in four seconds, Egyptian. And so you turn. So it's not a lady who just And then it's like, it. bing, bing, bing. And then you turn again. And like, you do these poses. Did the boobs get done evenly? Yeah. I think we should check to good. see. They all look good. I'm like real brown. But you can see like, there's like, tan- there's tanning stuff all stuck in me. I got a shower exfoliated off. Well, don't worry. No one will notice. Yeah. Thanks. That's the first thing you said this morning you saw me. You said, I have very special eyes. Don't worry. Nobody has eyes like me. I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> uh, no, I just said, did you, I wasn't sure because I asked. Did you, I said, did you get, because I know you left work at 6 o'clock yesterday and you weren't tan. Pale is So I'm oh, like, crap. did you get tan yesterday? You know, it was weird. You know, Anyhow. I noticed those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> As always on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to give stuff away. We got giveaways today. Uh, Recluse Social Cigar, social media word. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Every Friday we post a word, be the 10th caller at 877-960-9960. And you will have a five-pack of recluse cigars from the fine folks over there. And Zycar, makers of cutters and lighters guaranteed for life. Lady M, what are the fine folks at Zycar giving one of our lucky listeners away today? Uh, this week when you're the 10th caller after hearing this sound... You are going to win the Zycar uh, Vitara lighter. This is a uh, beautiful pearl white lighter, $75 value, guaranteed for life. Very cool. we got a show packed full of guests today. We do. It's huge. amazing. Yeah. Well, it's huge, Conan. It's going to be huge. <laughs> uh, for our Meet You Maker segment, we have President and CEO of Syndicato Cigars. Jim Colucci will be on today. Um, and we got this guy. 
riding his bike across the world for a charity, Christian Yort. We're going to talk to him, see what he's what he's thinking. To be honest, I don't. I can't even get on a, a stationary bike. <laughs> Why was, would I want to ride a bike across country? I was reading his blog uh, last night. He's actually riding while working. Ah. So he rides and then he goes back to work. Yes, and then he has to get back to where he ended up. He's like riding like two or you know sometimes three days. So a week. does he have a destination or does he just ride nope, a certain amount he does. of miles? No, he does. We'll get more to it when we have him on the show. But yeah, he's going huh. pretty much from Key West to Bar Harbor, Maine. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. I've, uh, Bar Harbor is a lovely town. So does he? All right, I'll ask him when he. Yeah, gets well, yeah let's yeah. have the segment now. Okay. <laughs> just, I just okay. Uh, also, uh, world-renowned DJ and founder of Cigar Social Club, David Figueroa, will be on the show. So mm-hmm. he'll be in the studio live. Very cool. Uh, as always, on Facebook and Twitter, we post uh, poll questions. And uh, we had a poll last week. Which do you prefer, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Now, I know my man, Adam, is a, mm-hmm. definitely a Starbucks Especially guy. after today. I don't know what these Dunkin' people did. It, Lady, I bought you some Dunkin'. She, um, she did, and it had... It was cold by the time I got here. I'm a, I'm a completely, like, 50-50. And they burned it. I'm just throwing that out there. If I want, like, a certain thing, it's Starbucks. If I just want regular just coffee, it's Dunkin'. Like, I don't get any special drinks from Dunkin' because it's just... Ugh. It's all machine-made. Yeah. Starbucks actually makes proper teas and stuff. Okay. Well, our overwhelming listeners chose Dunkin' Donuts, 85%. Do you think that has anything to do with the red cup? No, don't even talk about the red cup. I'm just, it's I didn't even get it. I was like, really, people? The best, the best. You see Duncan's? Look at Duncan's cup. Listen. They came out with this the next day. The best post I saw on Facebook was there hasn't been this much controversy over a cup since two, two, (laughs) that involved two girls. (laughs) Ah. That That was the best post I saw anything about the red cup. One, last time there's two was, girls, one cup. Yeah, the last time there was this much talk about a cup and involved two girls. That was the post. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> and for those who don't know what we're talking about, they're Googling. Don't Google. Don't even Google. Don't it. bother. Not worth it. Nope. nope. Not nope. worth it. All right, so we have a new poll up today. <laughs> it took me six years to get that mental image out. Oh, it's so bad. I actually re-Googled it. Ah, you did? <laughs> so it was so bad. <laughs> That's funny you admitted that. And you know what's funny is you do it with the intention. You're saying something that couldn't have been real. And then you watch it and it's, oh, God, it was. That is so Yeah, real. it's so bad. <laughs> All right. Our new poll question. It's on our Facebook page, so uh, head over there and uh, place your vote. If you were gifted a cigar and you didn't like it, would you keep it and smoke it? Or B, would you give it away? Oh, I already know the answer to that. Well, what, you'd give it away. Oh, absolutely. It gets, it gets stored for later use in the special giveaway humidor. <laughs> Those people who come over that they'll smoke a cigar, but they don't appreciate it, probably won't light it the full way. That's the cigars those guys get. Yeah. I got to believe most people will be giving away, without a doubt. All right. Unless well, if the person is forcing you to smoke it in front of them, then you have no choice. You have no choice. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, over in the next break, I'm going to be talking about an interesting story. Um I read, actually, I got this email from one of our guests today, Conundrum, your Conundrum email. I'm actually going to talk about that in the air because you know what the definition of Conundrum is? Lady, do you know what the definition of Conundrum is? Uh-huh. Yeah, go read Perfect it without reading it. Without why reading you it off the page. Argue with leading heart liberals. <laughs> what? No, that's no. not what the definition oh. <laughs> She can't even read the definition <laughs> off the paper. A Conundrum is confusing or difficult problem or question. And I have oh. six very interesting conundrums about socialism in America this week. So stick around, because believe me, you're all going to want to hear these right after the short break. 
Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. She's interesting all morning how she can get lemon juice and astronaut. It's not like she can just go in the sun because it's a very overcast day out there today, too. I'm going to a salon to get my hair cut after this, so hopefully they have some kind of cream or something. They can Can't you just go to Mako and have them give you a quick run through? <laughs> yeah, I'm seriously. <laughs> I'm shocked she actually got the Mako reference. 60 bucks and they'll paint you real nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Conundrum. Yeah, I got an article here. This, these are perfect examples of why you can never argue with bleeding heart liberals, okay? So here are six conundrums of socialism in the United States of America that all kind of follow one another. Ready? America is capitalist and greedy, yet half our population is subsidized. How can we be capitalist and so greedy if we're subsidizing half our population? Now, half of the population is subsidized, right? Yet that half thinks they're all victims. Correct? Yep. Now, they think they're victims, yet the representatives that are in the government represent them. They're representing these people. Now, the representatives that run the government, yet the poor keep getting poorer in this country. And the, the best part is, the poor that keep getting poorer, they have things that other countries can only dream about. I love when people tell me how bad they got and they're driving a car, got electricity, got an iPad. The best is your buddy with the, uh, who's begging for money on the street corner with the iPhone. Oh, yeah, Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. Lady M's Bernard. Begging money. Peddling for, for money, the turnpike exit. Yeah. Pulls out his iPhone. Emily's been giving him money like for months. No, years. Years. Ever since I worked at PGA, years. Years. That man was my friend. Pulls out his iPhone. I felt so violated. And while these poor people have things that people in other countries only dream about, they keep wanting America to be more like those countries. <laughs> True. Think about it now. Here's a couple quotes that pretty much sums up USA in the 21st, 21st century. It makes you wonder really what's going on, okay? We are advised not to judge all Muslims, especially after our situation last night. I'm sure you guys are all watching mm-hmm. the news. I mean, mind-boggling. And I, I, prayers sent out to all the people in Paris, but, you know, something eventually has got to be done about this group. They're just, it's, it's times like, you ever watch a movie, mm-hmm. all right? And it's one of these you know, movies where, like, Satan's on the earth and he's taking over people and you know like no one sees it coming it's times like this where I really believe this guy's probably walking the earth you know when you re- I read the press statement that ISIS had made and what they think they are and they're pledging praise and peace and you know it, it just it's, it, how I don't believe that a human being can possibly get this way without some distorted supernatural influence mind boggling but regardless you know 
We are advised not to judge all Muslims by the actions of a few lunatics, but we're encouraged to judge all gun owners by the actions of a few lunatics. True. We we, right. we constantly hear about how Social Security is going to run out of money, but we never hear about how welfare or food stamps is running out of money. That's my favorite, because what's interesting is the first group actually worked for the money. Right. You know, and they're going to run out of money. And last but not least, why are we cutting benefits for our veterans? No pay raises for our military and cutting our army to a level lower than before World War II. But we're not stopping the payments or benefits to the legal aliens in this country. Uh, no. So... If you really, really want to wonder why we're in the rut we're in, why things are going on, those statements kind of shed a lot of light. God, it really does. Jesus. Jesus had Jesus. nothing to do with it. I know. I just like, ah. Oh. Well, time to find out what is in a box. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. Cigar News, November 13th, 2015, La Flor Dominicana. On Monday, La Flor Dominicana will ship the latest versions of its TCFK AM. Mm-hmm. Weirdest name in the history. The cigar the far- formerly known as M. Yeah, the cigar formerly known as Mysterioso, which they cannot call legally anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of it, the TCFKAM Collector's Edition. The release highlights the skill of the company's rollers, a unique perfecto shape with tobacco accents. This year's version measures 7 by 57 with an Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro wrapper and Ecuadorian Connecticut accents. Filler tobaccos come from the company's farm in La Canela, and suggested retail pricing is $12.50 per cigar. General Cigars has announced the new CAO Winter Holiday Collections for this year's following in the footsteps of the Angry Santa, the Evil Snowman, the very popular Rabid Reindeer, and the Nasty Nutcracker. This year we're going to get the Stingy Scrooge, the Wicked Winter. You wonder why Dan Carr got fired yesterday? Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that coming up, but... The blends are different from this year. The Wicked Winter uses a Honduran wrapper, U.S. broadleaf binder, and filler tobaccos from Honduras and Nicaragua. Nicaragua. The Stingy Scrooge is a Connecticut Habano wrapper with Brazilian binder and Dominican. Just stop. It's brutal. Just stop. They're $8 if you want to find them. I mean, look, here's here's my question. I want to challenge anybody listening, or even if they know somebody. Yep. Give us a call at 877-960-9960, because I'd like to know... Who's buying this product? Angry Santa, Rabid Reindeer, Evil Snowman, Nasty Nutcracker. Because somebody's got to be buying them because they keep making these editions every year. I've never seen one in person. They must be really good gifts. Like a funny, like, ha-ha, hey, here's a nasty. I, I, don't, I don't know. That nasty snowman thing. It, like the, na- the snowman was actually holding up like a head or something. It was crazy. I mean, I was, I've been busting on General now. Pretty much the creation of our show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the think tank there is just gone. And you know, this this, this actually news was not even in our weekly news because mm. we just found out about what yesterday, last night as yeah, I was yes, leaving yesterday. But Dan Carr, who was formerly running General Cigars for Scandinavian Tobacco, uh, was let go, let go on the spot, and was replaced by a man named Regis Boersma. He's a Dutch-born, another European, coming to run the premium cigar business in the United States. Mm. This should work out great. Um, but yeah, he's going to be coming here, and uh, he'll be reporting to Craig Reynolds, who's been the president running uh, Cigars International for Scandinavian Tobacco uh, for a long time now. So, 
Big changes at General Cigar. I guess enough damage was done. They said enough was enough. and uh, Stop the bleeding. But, you know, who knows? Everybody, you know, nobody in this industry really ever goes away. No, no. they always come no, back. No, They'll they start always, working for somebody else. They always come back somehow. So. It's an infinite loop. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sobre Mesa, uh, the highly anticipated cigar from Steve Saka, um, is on its way to stores. The debut cigar from Steve's company, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, has shipped to retailers and, according to a lot of social media, has sold out already in multiple places. Yep. Uh, this is the first cigar from Steve Saka, the former Drew Estate and a JR executive, and um, one that has really been hotly anticipated since Saka's two-year non-compete came to a close. The cigar is being made to Hoyt in Nicaragua factory, and although the blend is one that Saka said he developed himself, he uses a La Mecua Ecuadorian Habaco, Habano Grade 1 Dark Rosado wrapper, a Mexican Matacapa Negro, the temporal over five different filler tobaccos. Either way, it's in stores. If you want to give it a shot before it runs out, and next, I think he's doing what monthly shipments now. Yeah, basically, you're not going to see it again until December. Yeah, you better if you're lucky. You better hustle and get out there. Mm-hmm. The Crowned Head guys in September, Crowned Heads announced a to, attempted to quietly ship seven of its retailers a preview of its newest cigar, Las Meras. Now they will have a second preview planned for later this month with a thousand boxes between two of the four sizes being shipped. Now they're doing a test sampling of this for a thousand boxes in total of two different sizes, Olas and Rebel, Rebeldes. Did the, these boxes ship already out to people? Uh, they will be shipping in late November, so we should be seeing them in the next week and a half. Or so. Okay, but 700 retailers got it in September? They got it in September, and it it was like 200 boxes of 100 of each of these two sizes. These cigars are being made at the My Father's Factory. That's funny. In SA. It's a Nicaraguan Puro using tobacco grown by the My Father Cigars. Groundhead says the cigar will be available for full release in September, summer of 2016. You know, it's funny. It just seems like that companies have... It's not so much what kind of cigar we can make, how we can make it. How, what's a different way we could build up a hype for a cigar now? Yes. Let's trickle it out. Seven stores, and they're going, ah, we'll do another thousand box. Oh, but we're not going to release this until next year. So hopefully you like it now, and then you'll come back for it later. Now, very interesting. And that is all for the news this week. Uh, very interesting. Um, uh, we have Jim Colucci, um, who's going to be part of our Meet Your Maker segment uh, after the break. But, you know, I want to touch base with you because you actually known Dan Carr and you know, how how long have you been with uh, STG? Well, I think he's been with STG, uh, the premium end of the business, right. since uh, I believe they said uh, 2007 or 2000. But he originally, Dan, I know Dan from the mass market business. Uh, Dan came over uh, from, I think it was Kimberly Clark or Procter & Gamble. I think it was Kimberly Clark. And uh, he joined General when the Coleman family still owned General. Ooh. Now, you, you're a guy in your past career. You went from mass market to premium. Do you, and, you know, do you think that was a hard transition for him? I mean, is it is it difficult to go from selling because it really is two completely different animals. I would tell you, anyone who goes from mass market where you have to work your work hard to get ahead. It's I a mean, hustle, yeah. Oh yeah, because you're, you're competing with you know. Thousands and thousands. It's, of it's you know we were when I left uh, out to this our mass market business was over two billion sticks, okay, and uh, we were number one and Swisher was right there. Pro- and in fact, I just had lunch uh, the other day with Peter Galoni, the president of Swisher, 
and he told me that they had, this year was going to be there over two billion sticks also. So you're talking about a huge business, and it's really tough because you got to you're dealing with the Walgreens of the world who actually still has cigars, but. My term, uh, we had CVS, which right. is now thrown out all tobacco. But you had Kmart was big, uh, Walmart. You know, Huge you would deal, you would deal, and all the convenience stores, Seven Eleven. Right. Uh, you know those kind of businesses. Then you go to the premium. Now remember, when you go, when you're in the mass market business, the poor salesmen, the guys who call on you, right. the salesmen for premium, but the guys who call on sales for mass market, they go into a place. Where the clerk cares less about cigars, right? Then when I in 1998, one item for them, right? So in 1998, when I took over premium cigars, also, I mean, I said I realized the salesman that worked for me in premium had the best job in the world. Why? Everybody likes to see him. Well, the other guys had to do 10 to 15 stores a day. These guys were doing only four stores a day, and they get to sit in every store and smoke one cigar. It's like right. you know, it's a casual yeah. meeting, and the people they're talking to actually are interested time, in yeah, know, you know what, what you're doing. Wow. So uh, I'm sure Dan, you know, enjoyed his switch over from mass to a premium. Unfortunately for me, I had to do both at the same time. So uh, you know, no, was listen, I still? I can tell you, when my day was set on premium, I enjoyed my premium day versus going out in the field and working with the guys in mass market. So no, I'm sure, I'm sure. And you know, if you're joining us, we're uh, talking with Jim Colucci, who, after 30 years in the cigar industry, you think a person would be ready to retire? 41, but that's okay. Well, I said over. Okay. We're not trying to show your age here. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do you a favor. Uh, but not you. What does he do? He takes the helm of one of the newest and most unique cigar companies, and we're going to chat with him right after this short break. Keep it lit. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. AJ, put it back in the pants. Yeah. Baron's returner? Got a little Celtic, but... No, is this J- is Jason still? Is this Jason? Shake your head. Dallas Collins. Who's rejoining us? Is this you? No idea. Collins. Just hanging out. Welcome back, folks. I'm Dave here with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely lady, M. Our next guest on our show is president and CEO of one of the newest and most unique companies in the cigar industry. It's time for my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. In studio, we have Jim Colucci, president and CEO of Syndicato Cigars. Welcome, Jim. How's everything going? Couldn't be better, Abe. I'm, uh... Ready to go, just coming back off a nice warm vacation in the Danube, <laughs> where I froze my butt. Well, thanks for coming in on your uh, Saturday uh, morning. Um, obviously, your background with running one of the world's biggest tobacco companies, 
How's your experience been at the helm of such a relatively small company, Syndicato, over the years? Actually, it's really been a lot of fun. I mean, first of all, at Altidus, okay, we had our own factories. Now, being a small little company like this, uh, Syndicato, I get the opportunity to to go work with small factories that want to make cigars for us. And uh, I've gotten to see some stuff that being done at other factories that we weren't doing uh, because we were we had a lot of mechanism. Uh, we made our boxes. We they've got computers making boxes at Altadis, and these guys are making things by hand. Uh, this it's so much different to see a, a companies that really have more manual labor than we had. You know, they you know they don't have forklifts going around and they don't have automatic picking machine. It's been and an eye opening experience. Yeah, well, it's like wow, this is this is really the handmade cigar business. This is how the rest of the world lives. Right. Well, they don't have the kind of money that a company like Altadis has. You know, from their mass market business. Mm-hmm. These, you know, I mean, the, like I said, two billion sticks uh, at margins above fifty percent make you a lot of money in the mass market business and helps you. That's why general. And with this ex uh, mass market business, mm-hmm. uh, and and Swisher now with owning Drew Estates, uh, I don't think you see a lot of changes at Drew Estates because uh, I think Drew Estates has done such a great job, and Swisher's one of those. I know Peter Galoni personally, and he's one of those guys that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, they'll maybe they'll financial help with them, but I really believe uh, it's an interesting business when you work with companies that are smaller. And looking to make great cigars. Well, let me let me ask you, Jim. After having such great success for so many years in industry, were you a little hesitant about you know trying something new that might fail? No, because uh, you know once once before I worked for a small company, and I enjoyed it. Uh, taking a little three million dollar company to ten million dollars. This was in the uh, how should I put it? This was in making racks and display materials in California. I, I ran a little company for about three and a half years which gave me a lot of experience dealing with small companies. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of fun, like, building something from – I've never built something from zero. Uh, That's what's more more fun about this. And it helps keep your brain young. Uh, Listen, uh, as you make fun of me all the time (laughs) about my age, uh, I kind of feel good that I'm going to be a young 70 soon. God bless. That's Mm -hmm. great. Honestly. Well, you know, they say the idle mind is the devil's playground, so, you know. Right. I saw too many guys in my career since, I mean, my first boss retired uh, back in 1972 when I was oh, at Consolidated Cigar. Yeah, that's when you were born, and uh, he was 65 years old, and he never lived to see his 66th birthday. And, you know, I, I worked with this guy, uh, you know, when he was at 64, 63, 65, and he was vibrant and out there. And just sitting at home, I just think that, you know, that creates something. I know a lot of people say, don't ever retire. Right. All right. Always stay busy. So, you know, you, this is a new fledgling company. You guys have started off in a interesting way where you came out with four basic lines. Okay. You know, the Syndicato Natural, the Syndicato Maduro hit last year, and you guys added an extension on that to the Syndicato Corona Gorda which now puts it at five facings per each of the syndicatos. I mean, five's a big number for all these different sizes, especially when shelf space is a big commodity in the industry. What made you go with five as a size parameter? Well, listen, you know, in my years in the business, Mm -hmm. okay, everyone knows that it's 
Toro, Robusto, Churchill. and Churchill. Mm-hmm. Okay? And besides that, I, I happened a long time ago, uh, a guy who's been in the business just as long, probably longer than me, a guy named Lou Rothman, he told me uh, when I first got in the premium end of the business, he said, always make a Corona because a Corona will always tell you how good a cigar is. And he's right. I love Corona. I, 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 I have to well. agree with that because I'm finding that now my preference of Vitolas is a Corona or a Lonsdale. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, right. just seems to be my staple size lately. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, I wanted to have a Corona uh, in, in every line we came out with. And the other thing is, which has become a big phenom now, is the big 60 by 6. Right. That's so, Lady M size. You know, <laughs> yes. you know finding, yes, that is very I, interesting, well, and I do enjoy yeah. that quite often. Okay. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. I heard, heard they're coming out with 80s and 90s yes. now. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past the industry. <laughs> oh, it's being done already. <laughs> so, 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 Adam, when you, you asked me that question, I, I think we ha- when we came out with the syndicato, we had to have the 60 by 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had... I wanted the Corona, which is done well. The one size I think, uh, and you see, uh, you know, we didn't come out with it in the in the Maduro mm-hmm. is the Bellicoso, right? Because I think a lot of consumers now, probably a lot of people are going to get mad at me when I say this. A lot of consumers probably realize that they're paying a premium for the Bellicoso size, and basically all it is is a, is a Toro. Yep. Okay, with a little different head. Right. And you're chopping off a heck of a lot of tobacco there yeah. just to get into a good draw point. Right. So I, I think that's probably why the Bellicoso has really not caught caught on as well as people thought it would. Because people financially say, hey, I, I might as well just smoke a, a Toro. It's the same size, basically. Have you been happy with the progression of Sindicato in, in the last couple of years? Is, is yeah. it moving the direction that you had hoped? Yeah, it really is. What's really got me excited is that <laughs> the, the Maduro... You know, I, I always felt that, hey, we had, we had the Sindicato, which was a, a beautiful Puro Nicaraguan, and that everyone always talks they want a Puro Nicaraguan. I think the tobaccos from Eduardo Fernandez and the cigar they made with Arsenio Ramos blending it, I think the natural was a great cigar. But when we came out with the Maduro, I just figured, well, people will like it. It's a Maduro. It's got a beautiful San Andres Maduro wrapper. But it's become bigger than the natural, and all all the good feedback and the higher ratings in the 93, 94 have been with the Maduro. So uh, I'm really happy, and uh, I, that's why we came out with the Corona Gorda. There you go. Great. Well, after the break, we're going to have more with Syndicate President and CEO Jim Colucci. Uh, we're going to find out about the new limited edition and what the big, big buzz about their new brand, Maniac, is all about. Keep it lit. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I went to 
the moped store. Said, fuck it. The salesman's like, I know, it's like Colin's having more fun in that room than we are in this room. Break it down. Break it down. Get down with your It's too real. Calm down, me. I don't need a windshield. Welcome back, folks. Honest Dave here. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Uh, sitting in our studio for part two of our Meet Your Maker segment is Jim Colucci, Vice Pre- uh, President and CEO of Syndicato Cigars. Once again, thanks for joining us, Jim. It's a pleasure. Glad to have you here. So before the break, we talked a little about your career and your past, now and a little bit about your core line you've had out now for a while. Um, but there's been a lot of buzz about a couple of things you guys going on right now. You have your first limited edition that's being released, I think, coming up soon? Yes, we have the um, Miami edition of Syndicato. It's a special cigar we had made in uh, the factory in Miami that belongs to Eduardo Fernandez. Uh, Arsenio Ramos also uh, uh, blended this cigar. Uh, and again, it's 100% tobacco from Eduardo Fernandez, Nicaraguan uh, farms, both in Esteli and Condega. And uh, we're really, and also in Jalapa. And we're, so we're really excited about this cigar. Uh, I've been smoking a few. I think, Abe, you might have had one. Adam, I don't know if I've given you one, but I'll give you one I might today. Have a, and a, I think it's one, a yeah. very good cigar. Yeah, it's it's excellent. It's uh, it's a stronger blend than on the natural Syndicato. Mm-hmm. It has the same uh, Corojo wrapper as Syndicato Shade Grown. It does look but like it's it, the same. It, however, it's a little, the, the coloring is different, obviously. You know, and later on we're going to talk about that other cigar that you smoked. And well, uh, I'll talk. I, didn't, I didn't want to jump ahead. No, no, no. We'll talk about that wrapper too. So I basically, have, I have a question about your brands. Are they all made from like one factory, or do you guys go and outsource different factories? No, no. I, as I mentioned before, I've had the opportunity now that people come to me and right. say, "We, you know, we'd like to make a cigar for you." So we've actually made the cigars uh, all the different brands. Right now, uh, Affinity is made in Noxa. Okay, Hex is made in uh, Omar Ortez's factory in Condega. And uh, the Syndicato, all the Syndicatos are made by uh, Eduardo Fernandez and Arsenio Ramos in their factory in Esteli. So uh, so there's another factory we're going to use, American Caribbean, all right, uh, which is going to make Maniac, which... uh, We talked about uh, a little before the break, the buzz on Maniac. Um, before we get to Maniac, I wanted to ask, yeah. what, what's, I mean, maybe as a retailer, I don't get it, but what, what do you think is the consumer's passion or what their excitement is about cigars that say made in Miami? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine there's no different technique being used by rollers in Miami than there are, you know, in Central America, Honduras, Nicaragua. It's the Cuban factor. I mean, obviously, you know, in the factories in Nicaragua and in Dominican and Honduras, there's not many Cubans uh, that are in the rolling Living there, right? The rolling, the Cubans that are there are usually managing the place or, or, or own the place. Uh, but in Miami, you get a bunch of Cubans who've come here f- for freedom and they've left uh, their jobs rolling cigars in Cuba. So here you are as a cigar actually being rolled by Cubans. Right. And and you, I will tell you that no matter what factory I've gone to in my career, there's always been a Cuban who's been the guy who responsible for training the rollers. I mean, even uh, when I in Tiamo's factory in in San Andres, when you went there, uh, Alberto Torrent, the first thing he introduced me to is his longtime Cuban friend who makes cigars, and the guy is a fantastic roller. Taught all the rollers there, 
and he presented me with a cigar that was a bat, another cigar that was a ball, and another cigar that was a glove. I mean, he just wanted it was gifts to me, but show me the the, the skill, way, the skill these guys have. It actually uh, says on your box in Spanish, "Handmade by Cubans." Correct. Wow. Because they're made by Cubans, and uh, every one of those fact, every one of those people in, in Eduardo's factory uh, in Miami are Cubans, and I know you know Arsenio Ramos, who runs, you know. The factory, as far as I'm concerned, as far as blending and everything in, in Miami and in, in uh, Esteli, Liz, his family's still in Cuba, and he goes back and forth to Cuba all the time. So mm-hmm. he's definitely, uh, I mean, when he gives me a cigar and hands me a cigar, like the one we're going to talk about later, what he said to me, when he gave it to me, he said, Cohiba. I mean, and I said, what do you mean by Cohiba? And he says, this is Almost in his eyes, this cigar was almost what a cahiba tastes like. Wow. All right, then he said, "This other one is a bihiki." It's the way he talks. He, you know, his he's still in Cuba all the time. He goes back and forth wow. with his family, so it's interesting. What's the total production going to be on the, the exclusive? The production is done. Well, what's okay? the total number? Uh, Fifteen thousand cigars. Fifteen thousand cigars. There's fifteen hundred boxes of ten. Okay, very cool. Okay, and that's fifteen thousand. Very, very lean. young lady. Gotcha. <laughs> now, we, we, we keep hinting at this thing we were going to talk about, and you came by and saw me the other day and handed me this thing, and I, he said, try this. And I was like, okay. And I said, is this rolled by Arsenio? And you said, yes. And I said, is this going to be a new thing? And you said, yes. And I said, when? Well, the when is uh, probably not until 2017, but we are in test markets with it. Uh, in a couple of retailers, and uh, they're selling it under fictitious names, but in their, they know they're what it is. We're just getting consumer feedback. It's all been good. Uh, actually, we've you know we're really excited about it, and uh, I would probably say we'll have some in uh, some more stores in a few few months. Uh, I'm hoping for a national launch in around February, February. 2017. Yeah, actually, the 2016. I thought you said 17 first. If I did, I made a mistake. Okay, okay. I'm trying to get to be 71 quicker. All right. I know Jim doesn't plan that far ahead. At his age, you can't afford it. At 71, I have to start taking my 401k money out. So my wife's all excited about that. I know at 72, you have to start taking your Social Security, right? 70 and a half, you have to take out your money out of any IRA or that stuff. But... uh. We're excited about this cigar. It's mm-hmm. tw- you know, 2016. It'll be out. Um, the only the only thing holding this the cigars actually they rolled a whole bunch of them. They're they're made. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's holding it up is I haven't approved the packaging yet. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's another one of those things. It's it's amazing. It, the packaging holds up the cigar more than anything. Absolutely, I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah the the band and everything. So we're still working on the getting perfecting the band and. Uh, um, Multiple sizes. There's only going to be again. It's going to be the same old thing. It's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. One of the sizes I'm coming out and uh, and I, I like it. My the, when I got in this business years ago, Lonsdale was the big premium uh, seller. Is it crazy? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I given a few Lonsdales to some people, and they really mm-hmm. like it. It's, it was good. Our Lonsdale. Well, it was 48. I gave. I think I gave it a 48 mm-hmm. by. Uh, uh, six and seven eighths, and uh, that's one of the sizes. The other thing is, 
uh, like, man, I don't know if I should mention a Cuban size, but the Cubans have a 54 by 5 and 3 quarters, okay, which is like kind of like an in-between, a Robusto and a Toro, which is a size I like. I feel like the trend is scars are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Why don't you, why don't you start a new trend and go smaller and smaller and smaller? I'm you just saying. Sell. Well, listen. Uh, it's you know, a trend, I mean, though. You didn't think that the giant 80 by 80s are going to sell, and they are. I mean, I'm the I'm type of girl I would really like. I love my little tins of those little tiny mini cigars. I would love to see more of those out there. I don't have a lot of options when I want to smoke those. Yeah, well, a lot of those, little, listen, the majority of probably 100 of those little the ones you're talking about are machine-made. Mm-hmm. They're not handmade. Very few people make those little uh, 38s. By yeah, hand. I can roll little small ones like that. Yeah, we know what you're rolling. You know, but the thing is, Emily, you don't realize that that raises the cost because the hand rolling of something like that, it takes the same time and everything with less tobacco. So the co- it's just like what people say, why does a Corona cost so much money? It's so much smaller than a Robusto. As the size gets bigger, it doesn't... It, it's easier it, to it, roll? It, no. No, it's exponentially no, less, yeah, cost. less cost. So... There's the same cost to make a small little Corona almost in labor as it is to make a, an 80 by 7. And really yeah. not that much difference in tobacco. No, no, I no. Mean, the the wrapper is the most you know, expensive yeah. part. The, right. And the, the fill is not as that expensive. So what I'm saying to you, Emily, the smaller you get, the people are going to say, this thing is not worth $4. Right. Kind of like your boyfriends. You know, the smaller they get, yeah, yeah. you know, they're just not worth yeah. it. The longer they last. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I think you're going <laughs> to... your previous. Listen, Emily, every so often there is smaller sizes. I mean, the Lancero has been a very popular thing that comes out every so often. A lot of people put it out as a specialty, mm-hmm. and it's because people like the size. Yeah. Well, before we run out of time, I want to touch base on this maniac that I've been hearing about and buzzing about. That's what my wife calls me for yeah. years. <laughs> Tell us about Maniac. Well, you know, I've seen all the success people have had with the 80s and the 70s. Uh, so and so basically, Syndicato has got a brand that's coming out in December called Maniac. We showed it at the show. It's a great cigar. It's got a great flavor. And we're going to get in the competition for the, the 70 by 7. The difference is... Uh, our 70 by 7 we're going to have a traditional shape and then we're going to have one called the Grand Bellicoso because a lot of people think the 70 in their mouth is hard to handle so we have one that's a uh, Bellicoso shape She's I'm sorry what? <laughs> Do you find that it's hard to handle? No <laughs> I'm just curious <laughs> okay. She can handle the 80? Okay I can handle right. it whatever I prefer 70. not to Oh okay Okay. Well, we'll never date when will those When will those be hitting the market? <laughs> uh, man, they'll be December. Oh, early oh December. before the end of this year? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And what's the price point of that cigar going to be? The price point is uh, MSRP is $8. Wow. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about the blend? The blend is a Puro Nicaraguan. Really? Okay. Well. And uh, on the blend, that is. Okay. I should say it's pure. Everything, the binder is Nicaraguan. Uh, the filler is all Nicaraguan. However, I believe, I'm pretty sure, that we're you know, going with the Habano 2000 from Ecuador. Wow. We were going to go with a Nicaraguan, but it didn't taste as good as the uh, Habano 2000 from Nicaragua. Well, Jim, we want to thank you for coming on the show once again, as always. Uh, interesting stuff, and we wish you continued success in all your new projects. Thank you. All right, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Jim Colucci, Syndicato Cigars. All right, now, our second hour is loaded with guests. We have a guy who's riding his bike across the country, a cigar luminary. He's also a world-renowned DJ, 
and a comedian who's so sick of the way things are, he started a new political party. All in our second hour. Keep it lit. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Last week, I'm letting anybody for our rejoiner. Colin's over there laughing because he sees it. He knows it's coming when the music starts. I see, I see him shaking his head, going, "What? This is great tunes, man! Come on, what? This is great. I love this. This is awesome. Where's our worthless producer? Stop it! He is not worthless. No clue what the. Yeah, no clues, right? But I will say, I've done all. He says worthless. You were you were pretty, yeah, you you know, totally pretty worthless yesterday. Out there, yeah. I didn't. That you need to, you I need said to get new the only thing I said is about keep and it headphones. lit. Keep it lit thing. And don't say that. I didn't say it was worthless. Oh God. All right. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the <laughs> lovely lady. Um, Would you like to borrow my shirt too? I made it turn on the air. You know, you know it's cold in here like Dude, every no, week. No, it's been hot in here every week, so I figured the AC wasn't going to work again. Last week it was 75 degrees. We put it down to 60, and it's been, it didn't change. So I was like, ah, it's going to be hot again. It's all right. I'll br- I'll, I will bring my turtle next, I mean, next time. Her, I, I made her go shut it off. I said, I'll take the bullet for you. Uh, I'll, I'll get hot. She's sitting her lips shaking. If I didn't have this bronze tan on <laughs> me, I would be blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got a special guest for this segment. Uh, after trekking from Missouri, Missouri, to the southernmost point of the Florida Keys, our next guest, what does he do? He gets on a bicycle and begins riding up the coast to Maine. Yeah, Maine, doing almost a 2,000-mile bike ride for charity. Welcome Christian York to the show. Christian, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Well, thanks for taking time out of your uh, long bike ride to take a moment to share your story with us, Christian. Are you currently biking? No, no, not today. I'm, uh, I'm here work yes. today. Uh, I don't get to do it every single day. So. He's on the bike. Listen, he might have stopped at the He's on the bike with his headphones and he his iPad. Be. He could be. That would, that would have been a pretty yeah. cool interview. He's Bluetooth? Yeah. <laughs> Christian, what inspired you to, to, to bike the Atlantic East Coast? Oh, you know, it's always been a big dream of mine to uh, do something big on a bicycle. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do was uh, uh, the perimeter of the United States is kind of how it got started. Uh, the Atlantic Coast was something that uh, popped up that was uh, feasible and attainable. And I had a chance to uh, uh, do it as a charity ride, too, uh, with Growing Green Growing People. And uh, when it popped up, I, I just jumped on the chance and, and went for it. Now, but before you started doing this, had you been a big cyclist, and had you been an avid cyclist, even to say, or just a moderate to semi interested in cycling? I'd say moderate to semi. Um, you know, when, when I can, I like to to get out there. But uh, with my job, it's uh, not always feasible to to get out there and do big rides uh, like I wanted to. So, um, you know, it was just one of those uh, 
things that you kind of read about and you look at and you're like, well, you know, that sounds really interesting. So um, for myself, yeah, I was uh, just kind of a moderate rider and uh, looking to get into something a little bigger and something Crazy. a little uh Explain to me how how do you how do you work still full time and and do your bicycling, you know, like your break part. Like I, I was I was reading a little bit about it, and I'm just confused on how you schedule that out. And do you pick up where you left off? Do you start over again, or? Yeah, I'm I'm fortunate. Right now we have uh, an RV, so I'm able to pick up uh, where I left off. Uh, I I'm a pilot with a uh, a regional airline, so that allows me the ability to fly back and forth to wherever I'm at. And then uh, my fiance's got the RV, so she parks near wherever uh, we are at that moment. And I just do as much as I possibly can um, uh, during my couple of days off. Usually I get, uh, you know, about two days of solid riding that I'm allowed to do uh, before I have to go back to work. Uh, so you just make the most of what you got. Your charity primarily helps children in other countries, uh, Christian. It, it, have you ever been asked what about the kids in, in the United States? Because there's a lot of, you know that could be done for them here. What made you decide to work, you know, with kids mostly in other countries? You know, that's a fantastic question. Uh, so there is a lot of need in the United States as well. Um, but with with the one that I'm with, we find like the the needs greater because um, uh, we're starting off in Kenya and we're going throughout the world. And in Kenya, the level of support that you have uh, for impoverished children is just not anywhere near um, what you have available in the United States. So um, we found working with uh, well-established companies over there that are uh, well-entrenched in helping uh, children, um, one of the big things we're looking for is, uh, like, one of the big things that they're looking for is is a company that doesn't have a lot of waste. Like, you know, a lot large companies... um, they, they have a lot of overhead, so we're hoping by keeping it smaller to keep the uh, overhead lower and to make a greater impact with the children that need the most. And so that's where you get into overseas because they, they need more assistance. The governments aren't as strong or as capable of providing support, such as places like the United States. And that's not to, to minimize it or anything. Uh, there is definitely a need in the U.S., but, um, you know... Um, as, as you've been doing this, have you had any horrific injuries or any crazy, somebody, you almost got hit by a car or a rabid squirrel ran in front of you or crazy thing like that oh, happen? Well, let's see. Last year I, I had a pretty big uh, accident. I, uh, I My back tire got loose on a downhill section. I went Ooh. to the side of a hill. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, uh, I Always broke wear a kids. collapsed the lung, broke my hand. Wow. Um, but I'm all better from that, and uh, so far on this ride, I've been very fortunate. Do you um, ride alone, or does anyone ever like stop? What and, was that? Do you ride alone every time, or do you do? Does anyone, or you have yeah. any friends that pick up and meet you halfway, or? Usually, it's um, like a checkpoint. So I'll start off in the morning, uh, wherever I left off. So, um, I'll either get dropped off there, or the RV will be close enough to where I can just bike in, um, and then they move up uh, to the ending point. Usually, about a hundred miles away. Uh, so I'll be completely on my own during uh, the entire ride. Chris, where, where, where exactly are you at currently on your ride? Uh, we, I made it to Statesboro, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I'm following a route called the ACA. Uh, that's Adventure Cycle America. They have published routes uh, throughout the United States. I'm following their route up the Atlantic coast. 
So I've gone from Key West to Statesboro, Georgia, and I'm hoping on my next couple of days off that I'll be able to make it through most of South Carolina. And are you going to stop for the winter, or are you going to keep trying to go? Because if you're going to try and get to South Carolina soon, after that, it gets a little chilly. It might not have been best seasonally planned. It does. This trip. It does. Uh, we're actually going to put it on hold uh, for the winter. Uh, she's doing a mission trip to Kenya uh, for the children. She's going to help teach uh, English during that time period. Um, I'm also currently engaged with uh, college classes, and so I'm going to pick up an additional college class. Uh, during the winter time, and then um, she comes back in March, so we should be picking it up early April again. What is one of the most interesting things or best stories uh, you have experienced so far in this amazing journey of yours? Uh, just a few days ago, actually, I got caught out in the weather. Uh, when I got into Georgia, my cell phone, uh, the way she was able to figure out where I was, was we were using a I think it's called Find Friends or Friend Finder app on the iPhone. Um, so she could always just see where I was, and it worked great through all of Florida. But when we got into Georgia, um, the cell phone service there is uh, significantly less than what it is in Florida. And uh, unannounced to me, uh, my phone just kept searching for a signal, and she texted me saying uh, she couldn't find me. So I look at my phone and my battery is almost gone. It was at 20%. And there was a lot of going back and forth about how we were going to figure out where to meet up next. And it took about 40 to 45 minutes to say, all right, I'm just going up to the next town. But the next town was another 20 or 30 miles in front of me, which takes about two to three hours on the bike. Wow. And um, so anyway, of course, it's getting late and um, sun setting. And we're really having a lot of trouble communicating and She's finally able to call me. My phone starts ringing, and I'm being chased by some dogs. <laughs> the owner had left them out. So I'm just like, oh, it was so frustrating because I huh. couldn't communicate effectively where I was going to be. But uh, anyway, after about almost an hour of going back and forth and all of the craziness and being chased and everything, we were like, okay, we're going to meet in, I think it's called Nahutna, something like that. Um, it's in Georgia. And so I start biking. But one of the things is you can't bike as hard as possible because you just get tired really fast, and then you're just going to go really slow. Especially after you just got chased by dogs. uh, What was that? Especially after you just got chased by dogs. Exactly. So you're sitting there trying to pace yourself, and you're just like, oh, man. Um, And the sun, of course, starts to set, and I'm watching rain pass off to my right, and I'm I'm watching the next one come, and it's it's definitely going to go right over my head. And... um, you know, it's got lightning in it, and I don't want to be biking out in lightning because that's an unnecessary risk. And um, anyway, as the story goes, the sun's starting to set, and then a German shepherd comes after me. That's a powerful dog. So I just went as hard as I could, and I'm just like, oh, my God. It's I have a dog, and the sun set, and my run safety equipment, I have run. a flashing red light behind me. Uh, and the battery dies. So now the cars are getting really close to me and they're not seeing me. And so it's kind of like it's dark. I'm, you know, on the middle of this road in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's like, oh man, and the weather is about to, to move right over top of my head. So you're like, what do I do? And of course, like I said, my phone uh, is almost dead. So it's, uh, it's really difficult to tell her where I am. And uh, so it was one of those moments where you're like, you know, what do I do? So I saw some lights on on the house, and I walked up there, and 
And uh, there was this really nice old couple that was living there, and I asked them for their address, and I texted her. I said, this is where I'm at. So um, she plugs it into the GPS. Well, the GPS took her to the wrong city. And um, But this guy, it was just fantastic. He sat he sat out on the porch, and we rocked uh, on uh, some rocking chairs out there, and he told me stories about uh, Georgia and um, kind of life in general. And we were able to kind of guide her to where we were at. And, and then... Uh, they finally picked me up. Wow. That, that is a story. And after all that, you yeah. still decided to keep going. That was the abridged version. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was the short version. So, no, seriously. Uh, yeah, it was real fortunate. How, uh, how, can, people contribute, how can people contribute and help your cause? How, how are you funding this? How are you raising the money? Uh, we have a nonprofit set up. It's online. It's uh, Growing Green, Growing People. It's kind of a long thing, but... Uh, you can go on there. You can donate. Uh, we've got the blog set up so you can follow along with the adventure and, uh, you know, get in touch with us that way. And uh, Sarah's, Sarah's a great asset. And as far as all of that goes, she could probably tell you more. But growinggreengrowingpeople.org is uh, where you definitely want to start if you want to get involved. Very cool, Christian. Well, listen, keep up the great work and uh, best of luck on your travels. Thank you very much, guys. appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chris. Bike with power. Bike with power. Listen, I tell you what. This morning, I just finished the book The Martian. Oh, which I don't know if you've seen the movie. Right? No, I haven't seen the movie. We'll yet, talk no. about it. And we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go see the movie. We do a movie review. But let me just tell you something. After reading that book, this guy's telling me his little story on his bike with dogs and whatever. This guy's been on a planet stranded for you three. I was like, so anticlimactic. It was like the worst day in the world for him to tell just me. Finish his, the book. His bike riding woes. This guy's stranded on a planet. 18 months away, no human being. He hasn't seen a human being in like three years. And I got to hear about this guy, the dog, and in the dark, and his battery went out in his little bike light. But y- your empathy has. My empathy level was way low. Way, was way low. low this morning after Poor timing. that book. Poor timing. Way low. But uh, best of luck. It's a great cause. Uh, our next guest after the break is not only a world-renowned DJ, but is also the founder of one of the biggest cigar clubs in the world, and we're going to talk to him right after this. Keep it lit. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Sanity runner. Any chance for humanity's landing on who the next up. Hope we handle the memo enough to work on the neck up. Those who handle and damage control on which Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio broadcasting live from the KMA Studios in Palm Beach, Gardens, Florida. I'm your host, Honest Dave, along with my game, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the ever so lovely Lady M. What's up? What's up? How you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm just still thinking about the Martian in that dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just so wrong. It's the poor, poor time, poor time to have him. It really was the worst timing ever. All right, so our next guest is not only a world-renowned DJ, but also the president of Cigar Social Club, aka the Dog Pound. I'm sporting my shirt today. I was gonna say that's a pretty. I like how awesome he's got a bahique in there. I'm sporting, like I'm sporting yeah. my shirt. 
It's one of the biggest cigar groups in the world. A warm KMA welcome to David Figueroa. Dave, thanks for coming up on the show. What up, family? It was a trip up from Miami for you, too, I bet. Yeah, I enjoy driving. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, tell us about this apparent alter ego of you, DJ Malau. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's an alter ego. I would say it's just uh, a part of me. It's uh, It's my... It's my persona, it's my culture, it's my roots, it's my upbringing, it's my story, it's the Cuban in me. Whether it's music or cigars, it's the Cuban in me. Now, are you that like, just happens to be the music side of no, me. No, which is great. Yeah. We all have different aspects or facets. <laughs> you know, We're all Rubik's Cubes in one way or the other. But are you like renowned here in Miami? Are you like a nationally yeah, DJ? Well, I mean, do I, you have like major DJ royalty in our presence right I now? I think uh, due to the political situation with Cuba... Uh, the influx of Cuban music hasn't really hit this market how it should because of political reasons, more so Miami being the mecca of Latin music in the world. Sure. So whatever is going to work in the Latin industry is going to flow through Miami first. And unfortunately, for political reasons we know, that music still hasn't hit Miami and the radio waves how it should. Right. Uh, but I think I, I mean, I just as a proud uh, Cuban-American uh, with family from Cuba and my just the influence growing up, I decided to take that passion and just disperse it around the world. I started in uh, websites, media outlets, etc., and I just I got a, my name kept growing, so I you. took it. I mean, every con almost every continent. <laughs> I, I have to ask on that same topic, just because out of blatant curiosity, uh -huh. it's become a big thing, you know, for the whole nationalized big DJ thing. For all these guys who are making huge money, they got mm -hmm. big Instagram accounts. And what's it like to drop the beat? Adam. <laughs> I was curious. I was expecting a decent question. I thought that was a great question. You got yeah. That's like this big thing that's this Adam's big made. Never, they this big SNL thing. You know, Adam's like, never Everybody's the waiting. Beat. They're waiting. They're waiting. Andy Sandberg's like, huh, huh. And then everybody's heads explode. It's a thing. You know that special moment when mm -hmm. that happens? Yeah. Yeah. You've never experienced oh, that. When, 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 I've heard about this beat dropping. When when does that happen in the music? It sounds I thought it was phenomenal. a good thing. Is he doing a Saturday Night Live impersonation? Is that, what is that? That was terrible, John. That you know, was almost what, what, as what terrible as Adam dropping the beat. I thought that was my I old man one. impression. That was what? That was my old man impression. Wow. Come, don't, right. don't give him the mic, please. Okay, yeah. enough with that. David, let's let's talk cigars. How yeah. did you get into cigars, and how did that evolve into the Cigar Social Club? Again, just like uh, the music, uh, the Cuban culture was always around me, whether it was my grandfather, my uncle, uh, relatives, people around me in Miami growing up. Uh, cigars are a strong part of our identity and tradition. So uh, just, I mean, my dad wasn't the type of guy who would say, hey, uh, I don't want you to smoke. Or if you want to try something, he was the first one. Here's a cigar. You want yeah. to try a cigar? Here's a cigar. It just happened to be I, I loved it. Right. So uh, I stuck with it. And it's something that, I mean, just I kept looking into that passion and exploring it and here I am today with uh, a wonderful club full of uh, but, amazing people but, around the world. But how did you get the concept or the idea to start a club or say I'm going to start a club online or do I this? I kind of uh, figured, uh, just like I did with my music and, and my DJing, I utilize all the social media outlets possible and uh, just posted interesting things, people things people wanted to know about. So it was the same approach I took, whether it was Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter. People just found it interesting. So I decided, hey, you know what? Let's uh, create or not. Let, let's take the cigar shop home and let's take it to our phones, to our computers. Let's create a social media outlet where we could have a good time, uh, just talk about our smokes, share experiences, and do it on in, in another level. And how long has the club been around now? The club's been around uh, for three years. On It was first established on IG, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we're about to turn a year on the actual Facebook page. And how many mem- mem- yeah. mm-hmm. I was going to say, how many members do you Great have? Great minds to go on. Well, on Instagram, we have 35,000 uh, followers, <laughs> and on Facebook right now, we have about four, we're close to 4,000 active members. And so- there's got to be men and women, correct? Yes. Uh, well, you and I know it's a predominantly uh, Male, male-oriented industry. But we love having those girls that are just passionate about cigars. Right. Did you let Lady M join? Oh, absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. Don't you have some kind of vetting? Don't you have a standard or a vetting process or something? Adam built an eye, Adam, that's for sure. Hey, I think the the female perspective <laughs> is great. I Do mean, you know I, how many, what percentage roughly of your membership is women? Just curious. One percent. Is it wow? <laughs> wow. So, you want to be a one percenter lady? Yeah. <laughs> Always in the one percenter. So you guys have, obviously, with Facebook, obviously commenting everything else that goes on. I mean, and what do you guys, do you guys have a, what people often refer to in the interweb comment section as trolls or people that are just there busting on people just yeah, for no other reason. And they're just ups, they just have very unhappy lives and they just want to make em. unfortunate comments. I mean, what do you guys do Absolutely, with that? Do you have problems with that? That's what we call the dog pound. And we just, I mean, we get on top of those guys and we, we handle it quick. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we get on them and we click the delete button and they're gone. But we, we let them write a bit and, and we enjoy the show. What, what, do you, what do you have to do to join or to be able to join? Just go ahead and... Uh, Go to the Facebook uh, page, look for Cigar Social Club, click the join button, and There's no I'll check out your, your profile and see if you're truly somebody interested in cigars, and I'll let you in. What, what, um, is, there, is there a specific standard you have, or is it just a gut call every time? Hey, I mean, I, There's got to be I, a I'm cigar in your profile picture. Is there, is there times where you've been borderline? What's the deciding If you factor? are friends with Kiss My Ass Radio, ah, you are in. Ah. There you go. In the, words, in the words of Groucho Marx, I don't want to be a member of any club that will have me. <laughs> so true. But, um, no, I mean, seriously, is there any kind of standard, or you just want to make sure it's not a troll? No, listen, or... we just we truly take the time to filter people's profiles. Yeah. We check out their interests. Their, uh, I mean, it, we're looking at a page. This person is uh, part of 9,000 groups. Right. We know that's a spammer. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 so we have right. an admin team that's really trying to filter out the weeds from the group. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, have you guys have you guys have ever had – I mean, I, I, I imagine your club spans the world. Correct. All over the world? Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever had a get-together? Yeah, well, we're going to. Uh, so you've never had one to date? No. Our really? Our first global get-together will be February 5th, 6th, and 7th, starting at... Here, Go- here in Florida? Yeah, here in Florida. Wow. We will be at Gulfstream Park and Casino at Royal Cigars February 5th. February 6th, we will be at the Smoke-In, featuring Steve Saka. And that will be at the Smoke Inn, uh, the Monte Cristo Lounge. And February 7th will be at Downtown Cigars in Fort Lauderdale. Wow, so you guys are doing a little cigar tour while you're yeah, here in Florida. Absolutely. Is there going to be a bus to keep you guys together and going around? Yeah. There's going to be a little bit of drinking and things. Do you know how many people are coming? We do have the Trial the Rail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is excellent. How late does the Trial Rail go, though? 
It's like nine. It's a good question. Yeah, it doesn't go that late. But also, there's some little through. underground Uber going on down here in <laughs> South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but seriously, how many do you have an idea? Is it, do you have any idea of how many people will actually show up for this? Honestly, uh, I mean, it's gonna be pretty exciting for you. You're gonna, meet, you're gonna probably meet some of these people for the first time. It's been the most challenging thing to gauge still. Uh, but we should know a little more as far as numbers within the next month or so. Wow. Is there a, a threshold you're hoping to hit? Well, yeah, I'm hoping uh, we could get 5,000 members here, but I'm sure it's not everybody's not going to be able to travel at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, I expect a good a good crowd, and especially the most active members of the group to be here. Very cool. Yeah. Very exciting to meet Absolutely. you and uh, some of the other new guys we're going to have a chance yeah. to meet. So, cool. So, listen, keep up the great work, brother. Uh, keep doing your stuff, and uh, we'll keep following you. Thank you, Abe. I Hopefully appreciate we'll it. have you on the show again sometime in the Absolutely. future. Awesome. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone, <laughs> you know, everywhere you listen these days, folks are complaining about how things are being done in this country. Well, our next guest had enough. So what did he do? He decided to start his own political party. We're going to find out exactly what this party's about right after this. Keep it lit. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at KissMyAshRadio.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Last week. Oh, I thought it was. Welcome back, folks. I'm Steve here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely lady M. We are broadcasting live from uh, KMA Studios in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And we have another special guest for this jam packed show of guests today. We're all about the guests. We're all about the guests. So, we have a comedian here, and, you know, it's hard to take comedians seriously, but this guy is serious, man. He's so serious about what's going on in this country and all the wrong things that he started his own political party. Brian Heller, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you. Pleasure so, to be here. Thanks for joining us. Um, tell us about this new political party and, and why you created it. Well, I'm, you know, just talking with friends and... I'm a server and a bartender right now, and everyone's complaining. And it's like the two parties we have right now don't seem to do anything about it. I think it's like WWF wrestling. They're in it together. They know what the outcome's going to be, and they just pit us against each other. So um, I wanted to start my own political party and trying to unite people. I have a nonprofit that's trying to unite veterans together with one logo, and so – GNC Politicos is spelled uh, P-O-L-I-T-I-K-O-S. It's Greek. Uh, it stands for God and Country. Politicos is Greek for of, by, and for the citizens. And America is, again, being faced with taxation without representation. Uh, the median United States household income is $54,000. What we know our politicians make is $174,000. So I don't, I don't think we're That's being represented. Exactly. Yeah. And, and incentives and and that's just what we know they, they they get paid. And so GNC Politicos, I'm going to try and represent the average citizen, current military personnel, veterans, and volunteers. 
again, tra striving to be inclusive and uniting. Uh, we are pro-life and pro-choice. Is this that our choice being adoption? We'll strive for term limits, no lifetime benefits for our elected officials, and a fair tax. And as we are based in Florida, a state that heavily relies on the cigar industry, we will oppose the current legislation aimed at regulating the boutique cigar manufacturer. And we strongly support all animals and responsible pet owners. Thank you for su your support for God and country. <laughs> so you, you were a comedian? Um, yeah, I'm still... It was on the bio somewhere. I just wanted to confirm. I, I call myself Ripped Van Wrinkled because I've been asleep for a while. But um, in Denver, I started out as an improv troupe. I still think it's running. It's the longest improv show in Denver. Uh, I do stand-up here every now and again. Um, a veteran named Mark Zemay, he does a lot of local charities in Sebastian, like at the Elks Clubs and, and restaurants yeah. for, for kids with cancer and stuff like that. So I'll go up and do that every once in a while. But time-wise... How long ago did you decide to run? So I, I'm assuming I'm taking it that you're running for president? Until I can... Handpick my staff, which, as a cigar man, we might run you, Abe. Oh, but I, I have a lot of free time, sure. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I don't do anything. Yeah, but I, I want to be the chairman of the, the party. But with with all that's going on with the uh, Republicans and Democrats, once they start weeding out everybody, pick somebody that's already vetted and who believes in the same thing, and put one of those for president. But right now it's... It's a matter of getting a – I need a million and a half signatures to I start see. a political party. I need a logo. And so, you know, you need you need money. What, <laughs> what possessed – I mean, I mean let's, let's, let's be real now. Are, are you taking this seriously? Yes. I mean, this really – Are you? Are, are people taking you seriously? Yeah, either one. Well, when you're a comedian, it's hard. That's why – I mean, you have to say I'm a comedian serious right. about political change. But right. the only way we're going to change anything is – Start over. You put you a know. petition online, right? Yes, I have that going. I need to get... You are at 15 supporters, I believe, last time I looked. Did I? Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that's comedy. How many do you want? I don't know that's comedy or serious. What's your goal? What are you trying to aim for? Well, the if you go online and say, and start, I want to start a political party, Yeah. it lists what you have to do. One of the first things is um, a logo. So I have the idea for the logo. I just need, you know... A graphic designer or something to come up with it. What about you your, need a million and a half signatures. What about your buddy at the Dojo Nation? I see you read a Dojo Nation. He does some great art. Just like you, he's too busy. He uh, does a lot of stuff with uh, Bandamir Speedway and, and his uh, own graphic design company. So, uh, Do you still do graphic design, Abe? Uh, I kind of... When I get passionate enough and... The workload's too much for the three guys we have. Yeah, he I'll doesn't like what the, what the three guys do. Yeah, right. I'm not happy with what the three guys do. I'll just grab the wheel and drive myself sometimes. But, yeah, I, I dabble still. Um, do so, you think we have artists who are cigar smokers who might be interested uh, in look, I don't, designing for us? I, I, think, I think within the cigar community, there's there's somebody. I, mean, I, I, I got a guy who's a lobbyist who comes in. There's a big-time lobbyist. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, the problem is... Where is this really going to go? You know, everybody, you know, I mean, look, no doubt there's problems in this country. Mm -hmm. No doubt. The whole bureaucracy and government system is corrupt, backwards. I mean, look, I I would have never believed that 
Donald Trump would actually have a contention to win for president. But after this country electing Barack Obama... Twice. Twice, exactly. Yeah, yeah who's, who's shocked by this anymore? I mean, this is the direction the country's going. You got Donald Trump running for president. I mean, how do you fix it short of a revolution? I mean, I mean... Getting people involved. One thing, I know a lot of um, wives, single wives, mothers of kids, and all politics isn't for me. So, well, we need to make it for them. We need people who are the median household income to vote and to vote for change. And uh, I mean, you realize the election's yeah, not I know. that far yeah. away, and these guys have probably been working three years on it, four right. years on it, plus. And it's like, uh, you know... Um, the movie with uh, Sean Connery and uh, if they come out to you with a knife, oh yeah, okay, you got to do a shotgun. Well, they're going to raise four billion dollars. Wow. Well, so you, you got to so raise. You, you seem to have a very concise agenda and motto and idea of what you're trying to strive for, right? And especially something that's trying to go across multiple lines across both the Democratic and Republican side. What made you come to the consensus on the key things you were trying to hit in this manifesto? Unity, because. The Republicans and the Democrats, it's like, okay, you have to believe in 30 things to be a Democrat. You have to believe in 30 things to be a Republican. Nobody believes in all 30 things, all 30 things. So if you give and take, which we don't do in politics, you come up with a a solution. This is a Christian Judeo country founded on those principles. So God is simple. It's not a Catholic God. It's it's God. It's whatever your God is. Country... Who's who's against veterans? Nobody. Every, everybody loves their country. It's the government we don't like. It's the bureaucracy. It's the fraud, the waste that we don't like. You, so we've got to change it. You mentioned in your manifesto uh, legislation against the boutique cigar business, right? Yeah, is, is because my understanding what, is... Well, I'm just curious what you're classifying as boutique. The smaller... My understanding is that they're trying to regulate... Um, Cigars where they're gonna, you can't give away free cigars. You can't. Um, the smaller manufacturers will be hurt by it more than the you know huge corporations. So my understanding, boutique is the, you know, when something like a smaller line of cigar runs. So I, I well, I mean, I, I, is that correct? Well, or? boutique has a definition of being a smaller production company. They don't okay. make a lot of blends, but I mean. There's also companies like Drew Estate, who, while my friend Jonathan will definitely call themselves boutique, they're right. no means boutique anymore, but they make premium cigars. Right. The The fight that's currently going on is we're trying to carve out premium cigars as a whole, separating it from mass market machine-made cigars. So I was curious, are you using the word boutique as premium cigars, or do you mean that even some of these bigger companies who make premium cigars, you're not worried about them, you only want to sell these smaller Companies. If the if the bigger companies aren't in it with us, well, the, beer, you know. the bigger companies have two facets. That's the difference. Yeah. The bigger companies have a premium cigar division, of which usually typically is a very fractional amount of their revenue. Right. Because their other division is running mass market, which are making hundreds and millions of dollars, but they still have a premium cigar division. So I mean, Swisher just bought Drew Estate. Now, right. Swisher's you know Huge. everybody's heard of Swisher Sweets. Right. They just bought Drew Estate. Not too long ago, which is a premium cigar company, and as our they earlier guest said, they're going to do two billion in cigars this year. They make premium cigars, so you know, 
I was just curious whether you. I you, I'm always I, open to criticism. So, and so the manifesto is still in formation. Yeah, it's still I mean, out. I can change boutique to regulating the cigar manufacturer in general. But well, I'm, I not, just, I'm not making any demands. I'm just we, you know curious. We don't want Congress. We don't want them to pass legislation because they're going to take away your rights, your freedom to choose a, a premium cigar. You know, I myself, you know, I'm not a high roller, so. <laughs> Well, how I can, can afford a Swisher Street. How could someone get in touch with you? Anybody out there who's listening and believes in what you're saying and wants to get behind you, how can our listeners get in touch with the organization and get involved? All right. The, um, my um, email is gives, G-I-I-V-E-S, at hotmail.com. I saw that website. It's a volunteer uh, help. Uh, don't, a cha- it's a charity site, right? Yeah. G-I-I-V-E? Give is a nonprofit for veterans that okay. I started, um, and within it, I'm trying to help smaller nonprofits right now because my goal is far off and requires, you know, yeah. more gotta money. Guy raised some more big bucks, right? But uh, well, how do you feel about Donald Trump and what he's saying? Then, I mean, he's obviously going against the grain, against everything that both political parties are currently talking about. How, how does he sit on your palate? I. Like the honesty in some of his comments, um, but if he's a joke, you know, if he if he doesn't want to do it, I don't think he should be trying I, to I do it. I think he wants to do it. Yeah, but I, I more for ego or more for our country? I don't think his ego can get any bigger than it's already is. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think his ego yeah. is going to get, I mean, from what I've heard, because um, he's putting up his own money, yeah. is that, you know, he's done everything he want. you know, he needs to do in his life, and... He really believes there's something wrong in America. This is what I've heard from a, a close family friend of his. Um, there's something wrong in America, and he's willing to put his $10 billion net worth up to try to fix and change things because in reality is he knows he can, he can make more money. So, you know, he's, he's putting it all up at risk. And, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, it's crazy to even think this guy would be a contender 10, 15 years ago. But, I mean, look at it. So, Do you like more choices or less choices? For who? For president. Yeah, on the um, left, you have three people, which is going to basically be one. We all know who that is. And I mean, right now, on the right, it's right, a right now in the current circus. state, it, it, it is a circus, and it's pretty much a lesser of two evils. Listen, here's the problem, and this has been the problem for decades. The best candidate typically never wins, and that's the problem. That's the problem in this country. The best candidate, the guy who's probably got the most ability to change things and do good, never comes close to winning even, so... If that's the standard, we're 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 beat before we started, before the gate even opened. That's why I'm doing this in a way so that when they eliminate the best candidate for their parties, that's who we pick up. Well, <laughs> Brian, thanks for joining us. We wish you. I the appreciate best. your time. No, man, we wish you the best of luck and success. And I'll uh, be in touch, and I'll call in sometimes and update you. We're going to be watching you, right. see how this thing runs. So. Uh, as you all know, there never seems to be a shortage of stupid, crazy, or whacked-out people in the world. After the short break, we're going to see which lucky candidate this week gets inducted into the Cigar Asylum. Keep it lit. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
fine and dandy, but then by the time I find it handy to rip my heart apart and start planning my crash landing, I go up, 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 up to the ceiling. Welcome back, folks. Honest Dave here. Listen to Smash Radio. You know, my gang, Adam K., the Boo Meister, the lovely Lady Anne, and Cigar Social Club member, David Figueroa, in the house. I want to do a big shout out to my buddy. Yep. Shorty Cobell of Havana Connections. Cause I'll tell you what. I like him. We get along. We, we banter very well together, Shorty and I. We really do. You know, he's about eight feet tall and we call him Shorty and mm-hmm. you know, he likes to pick on me. Exactly. But, um, he's really a no frills kind of guy. Doesn't like to waste his time. Doesn't like to waste his conversation, whatever. So he just sent me a text. Big fan of the show. He's in his shop at Richmond right now. Big fan of the show. He sends me a text with him and uh, our poster in his background up in his shop. And that means a lot to me. I want to let him know that, man. Shorty, thank you very much. And I'm glad. It actually means something to me. That he's actually listening to the show because I know this guy he didn't like it. Right? They, 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 they actually put his poster up. They actually put our poster up. Because I know this guy didn't like our show. He wouldn't waste five seconds listening to it. Though. Totally. Very cool. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. That being said. Our last guest. We don't have a last guest. No. Oh, yeah, our last guest could be... <laughs> our previous guest. Yeah, he could be an inductee for our next segment, but you know, you never know. Our Cracker Jack staff scour the media looking for that special person every week whose accomplishments sometimes tear the fabric, fabric of any logic or reason. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Well, this week, believe it or not, this is here again in Florida. Deputies respond. Why is it always Florida? Always. Do you do it on purpose? No, it's just where we have crazy news. <laughs> it's got to oh be goodness. the heat. Deputies respond to a 911 call Sunday from a couple who said that they were seeing possums and people jumping out of their refrigerator and microwave. Yes. Mm, happens all the time. Brandon I, Terry and Casey Fowler. Did you say possums? Possums? Yes. And people. And people. I jumping had that out of their refrigerator weekend. and microwave. The refrigerator, maybe. The microwave, that seems a little Small, less available. Right? Mm. So that Brandon, must have been the possum part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon Terry and Casey Fowler had called 911 five times during the evening. A deputy who responded to the call asked the couple if they were on the drugs. On any drugs? They said no, obviously. The t- uh, Terry and Fowler told the deputies that they had pictures of worms coming out of the floor of their vehicles and had pictures of midgets and other people dressed in camouflage. When Terry showed the deputy the photos, all the deputy could see was a basketball hoop in a tree. <laughs> Terry told the deputy that he was the only person that could see the midget in camouflage. Obviously. Obviously. Which... Oh, man. It was just – this is just insane. Terry had admitted that he smoked marijuana in the past, but not for one month. He denied being under any influence of drugs at the time. But when the deputy spoke to Fowler's mother on the phone, she said she was on her way because she thought that they were definitely high on something. They were definitely no, definitely really? not on drugs. No. Terry and Fowler were both arrested, not for drugs, but for unlawful use of 911. Which brings me to my next point, kids. Don't do meth. Yeah, I was I was wondering when that point was. They coming. were they were definitely definitely thought to be under the influence of gravel, which is something like the flocka that I got no, I, I have no I, here, I have like, no connection to modern day drugs. Yeah, I, I have no either. idea like, what, what they're happened doing. to just a little bit of potted what, stuff. I mean, what happened to just a good uh, Stony. What, no, what do they call it from uh, the Wolf of Wall Street? 
Oh, a quaalude. Um, these good old quaaludes. A little lemon. A little lemon. <laughs> lemon drops here. Yeah, and I there. have no connection to the modern day flaca. This wheat roots. I, I have no idea. Yes. Something built in a lab by a man wearing a jumpsuit Scary. who's a chemistry teacher somewhere and possibly not doing a good job. Fast show and a, a subject of a future TV show, yeah. I was yeah. about to say that. No, Absolutely. it is a TV show. How to build Flocka. Wow, unreal. Well, you definitely guys belong in a cigar scene asylum, but I, I brought to you courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars. Um, I do have to say, though, as an officer, it's got to be one of the more funner phone calls. You have to go out to. You know what? Fun, but at the same time, scary. These, yeah. these people think that they're seeing midget uh, people and things coming out of like what? What? What, what if like? What they, if they look at your head and be like, "You're you're something," and uh, they take giant they to, creature, man, giant creature. And they try to kill you. It's the boogeyman. Yeah, gotta get the him. Devil. Gotta get him. And then you end up having to shoot the guy because he's coming at you with like a chair or oh, a broken chair I piece. think the the bottom end of a gun over the forehead would. Put him out, I'm just really. saying, like I wouldn't so. want to deal with those crazies. No way. Yeah. Get my face eaten or something. You've never had a crazy night like that? Hell no. I've seen you pretty messed up. Yeah, I drink. Not, oh, oh. No, I would never touch anything like that with a 10 No, but I've seen you loopy and spinning around in chairs. and. Yeah, because that's how I get when that's I drink That's how champagne. I get champagne. That's what it is. Well, before we forget, a big congratulations to Greg G. from Antioch, Illinois, my home state. Social media winner heard the word Miami. You'll be winning a five pack of Recluse cigars, courtesy of Iconic and Recluse. Thanks, Greg. Keep it lit. And Carl Lindstrom from Illinois, my home state, rocked it today. You uh, heard the Zycar click, and we'll be winning that wonderful package, courtesy of Zycar. Carl, keep it lit. So it looks like I'm the only one out of town next week. Is that correct? That yes. is correct. All right. So, yeah, I- I'm going to be out of town next weekend, folks. So um, this weekend, have a safe and happy weekend. Uh, next week, uh, I guess John will sit in with the Brewmeister and Lady M. For, Who's taking uh, the lead, right? Me. Taking the lead. She's taking the lead. Lady M's taking the lead. That's what she, she said. Yeah, she's, we'll, we'll, she said we'll, we'll discuss that at our Monday meeting. Okay. <laughs> um, other than that, have a great weekend. I'll be back in uh, two weeks for another new show. Until then, America, keep it lit. <laughs>